Good Sunday morning and welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Sunday Rise presented by the Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. We got the Swamp Queen, the boss BJ, and the newly appointed offensive coordinator and coach play caller, the Midnight Rider. Swamp Queen is actually frozen right now. And that, that looks pretty haunting. So, yeah. But uh, <laughs> let's go around the room like we always do. How's everybody feeling? Yeah, I'm good, man. Um, just, you know, just loving the new assignment. You know, I wish I could be in the area, but, you know, we got to handle business today. All right, talk to the guys. We ready to go. Super pumped, excited. And Jeff Saturday, we trust. You. I said in Jeff Saturday, we trust. That's a new one. Um, Swamp Queen, how you feeling today? Mm. She, she's still out. She's frozen. Mm. Wow. That's boss profound. BJ. That's deep. <laughs> yeah. The boss, BJ, on mute, but he's hearing audio. How you feeling today, this morning? Hey, I'm, I'm good, fellas. How's everybody doing? Everything's good, man. How about yourself? Hey, I can't complain. Can't complain. Trying to get some of these errands done and get back and see if my bills can hold off these Vikings today. What time does that start? It's a one. It's a one o'clock start. And that's one of the games that we'll be covering because I think that may be game of the day. That may be the game out of the one o'clock games. So, Lord have mercy. Oh, the feedback is real. All right, hold on. There we go. So I had to get her get her get her right. But uh first game of the season. I mean first game of the season. First topic of discussion. Jeff Saturday makes his uh debut today as head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. Um not too many people feeling this. No, not too many people are feeling really, really good about it. So uh we'll go around the room. We'll start with the Colts play caller and how does he feel about it and working under Jeff Saturday. Um how he was able to get this job. I mean, I've been trying to get a job as a kicker, so help me out here. Hey, and then man, we'll go, um, go to Lady CNN and the boss, BJ. First and foremost, I just want to thank God. Um, through, through him, all things are possible. So um, that's all I really can say. I mean, I played Madden against the assistant offensive coordinator and off, offensive QB coach. I beat him, so I officially became the play caller. So, I mean, it was real simple. You know, we're just trying to take it one game at a time. I'm um, trying to do what's best, you know, try to keep things simple. Um, I talked to Sam this morning. I told Sam, you know, be the best Sam he can be. I don't need him to be anybody else. I don't need him to be Peyton or anybody. I need him to be Sam Ellinger and give me the best Sam Ellinger I can get to that. You know what I'm saying? So, as far as the game, we're going with the over because we're going to open this thing up. Um, KG, show the people. Show the people, baby. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Here's the playbook from the play caller. Normally, normally don't leak things like this, but here we go. We're going with that first one, that up, and I think that's the A button. We're going to do that a lot today. We're going to get that backside post. 
you know what I'm saying? We might roll sand because the off the arm isn't as strong as we would like it to be. And then we're gonna hit that the run with um Taylor, the, the hunter to the left and um A and B. So yeah, we're gonna open up the offense. We can get everything we got. Um I think you should take the over. And I'm just saying that humbly as a play caller. I just believe the offense, it's like Nova Kane. It's gonna take a little time, but it's gonna work. It's gonna take a little time, but it's gonna work. And then I also got the Colts um, with the plus four and a half. So, yeah, I mean, big things. Jeff Saturday had a great meeting this morning. Um, I'm excited, man. Ready to go. Ready to see what's going to come from this. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can get y'all something exclusive. Um, come back to me at the end of this. I got something exclusive for you guys. <laughs> you got it. Uh, Lady C. What you got? Colt, well, Jeff Saturday, and then we'll we'll transition over into the game as well. But Jeff Saturday making his his debut against the Raiders, and then we got Colts Raiders. So what you got? Um, definitely think Jeff said if he hadn't taken a good shit this morning, um, I hope he does get it cleared before the game. Uh, cause he gonna shit himself. You know, this is big boy stuff. Is he ready for the big boy game? Is he ready for the big boy stuff? I'm not sure. Um, I've never seen him in any other capacity uh, as, a, as a head. You know, so if he ain't took that shit yet, you know, he might as well, he needs to go ahead and do it. Got high hopes for him, you know, especially as, you know, as, as the play caller, uh, the official uh, sideline play caller, um, you know, he, he should have his back to be able to whisper in his ear, whisper those sweet little nothings in his ear. You know, look like they may, may, I may not make a good team, you know, with the play caller with Saturday. Uh, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. Boss BJ. Can y'all hear me good? Okay. I just lost the sound on y'all, so hopefully y'all can hear me. But I know we 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 making a good good joke about it and, and laughing. Um, but here's some things on a serious note. The uh the continuous mockery of the Rooney rule and how it applies to how these owners are choosing their head coaches. I think that is uh at, at this point, I just want to see it abolished and gone. But here's something I have for Roger Goodell. I have five things I need him to do since he, him and his league, he's bypassing the Rooney rule. Um, donations to uh, black charities. I want you to meet with Umar Johnson, Minister Farrakhan, and I want him to take a, a, a tour of slave ships and stuff before uh, they can make another hiring in the NFL. And if you said to yourself, like, damn, that's extreme, Brian, I know, because it, it sounds stupid, doesn't it? Same thing they were trying to do to Kyrie Irving. Um, Jeff Saturday, I always say your head coach does not have to be a, um, an offensive genius, a defensive genius, right? Your offense, your offense, your, your head coach has to be a leader of men. And that's one of the things Jeff Saturday said in his press conference, I can lead men. And I have no doubt that Jeff Saturday can lead men. I think that people you know, kind of underestimating Jeff Saturday and, and, and all it takes sometimes is just 
changing the, the tone and the beat of the team and the organization. You can hire a guy to run the offense that, that, that you know, has your offensive philosophy or defensive philosophy, whatever it is. You can hire a defensive guy. You can hire these people. Now, you know, you, you don't have to, you know, you know the tone of the game. You know what you want to do and stuff. But, um, look, <laughs> I don't know who's going to win today. I, to be honest with you, I don't know who to pick uh, because both of these teams are bad. <laughs> it's not like it's not like we're talking about you know uh, the favorites in their division, or, you know whatever. But uh, if I had to pick, I'm gonna go with the Colts today just because the Raiders are that bad and they're missing sev- several pieces on offense. Derek Carr doesn't look like nothing. Devontae Adams is now complaining. Didn't take long for that. So he wanted out of Green Bay. He got it. Now he's in a worse situation. So I think these two teams tie today. And then the game is so bad that it opens up a wormhole and we get rid of the Raiders and the Colts permanently. (laughs) God, dog. When you start bringing wormholes into a good grief, man. Uh, that line now, this is a 425 game. Uh, Raiders are four and a half point favorites over under is 41 and a half. And I think I picked the Raiders in this one. Let me go back to my picks here. I gotta go back to yeah, my I picks. do know Renfro is out, Waller is out. Yeah, okay. And I, I think Matt Ryan is starting today. We're still talking about that, we're discussing it. Um, I do want to open up the offense a little bit, try to hit the outside more. So I think that's where we're trying to get Matt in, but I mean Jeff, Jeff's just trying to keep it under wraps right now. I get it. I get it. Um I mean, even like last night we closed out Saturday meeting, you know, something profound. He said, um, being perfect is about being able to look your friends or your teammates in the eye and know that you didn't let them down because you told them the truth. And that truth is you did everything you could. Last night, man. Profound stuff, man. Profound stuff. We ready to go. I love it. I love it. Uh, if you ever need a kicker, I got you. Big man. Jim's available. I, I've been putting in his ear the whole time. Okay. He, big he, Jim's he actually, available. Like every time I come his way, he's I, I start talking to him. He's like, Don't bring up the kicker. I was like, All right, I'm just saying. I know somebody. But now if you need maybe. Just a short yardage back. I'm good. Three carries, three yards, three touchdowns. Gerald Riggs all. numbers. That's it. Gerald Riggs numbers. 91, he had 11 touchdowns, man. He didn't even have 1,000 yards rushing, but he was a key cog. I think he had 37 yards rushing that season. But that's a tangent. All right. Yeah. All yeah. seriousness, though, <laughs> um, I think Coach Raiders is just what it's going to be. I mean, I think to BJ's point – the biggest problem I have is if this guy is successful, this is going to widen the gap. And then if you get success from him, the next name that's coming off of this is Josh McCown because they've been trying to get him a head coaching job the last two seasons. And this just only kicks open the door for them to make this possible. Um, the thing about the Rooney rule that BJ brought up, the Rooney rule doesn't come into effect or come into a play when the interim title is involved. So that's how they kind of got around that and were able to get Jeff Saturday in, in the job. 
and that and that's one and that's one of my big issues. There's always a, they're, they're always finding a way around it, and it's just like at this point, just do away with the damn rule. You know, there's always a way around it. There's always a loophole. You know, and whether it's ownership or coaching, just it's it's just it's frustrating to see continuously. Just do away with the damn rule. I think it needs to, and when you talk about the Rooney Rule, what it was instituted for, this is not what it was instituted for. And it, it's too many loopholes, too many gaps, too many uh, too, too many what-ifs. And then we're still overlooking talented coaches of color. Now, some people will say down in Miami, oh, well, they hired a black coach because, you know, he's black. You fired Brian Flores, who gave you, what, three winning seasons? That man has not gotten a look since. Steve Wilkes was given garbage and said, go make dinner with garbage. He worked with the scraps. He was given, went three and 13, got fired. Now he's probably going to have a losing season down in uh, Carolina and probably get fired again. And he, so he gets another chance. And he he's given he's been given garbage again. Yes, it, and that's and it's and I think the frustration mounts up from that. Our 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 coaches that look like us are continuously given garbage, continuously given garbage. Hey, uh, I know you need fifty three men, but here's twenty seven men, and go do what you can do. We expect you to win. If you don't win, we'll fire you. Fire you. But while their white counterparts are given, you know multiple chance after chance after chance. Nathaniel has it. Like 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 I was saying, they're trying to give Josh McCown a job. Like what? Like, you know, the, the names that pop up with the head scratching versus the names that are and not not just not just black coaches, the other names is coaches period that are sitting out there waiting for a job. Like it's just and, and look, I, I've said this before. I, and I'm not going to backtrack on myself. As an owner, you should be able to hire what you want. Just do away with the running rule. Hire who you want to hire. But And at the end of the day, it's up to us as people, whether we're going to support it or not, or if some of these coaches are going to stand up and say something. Because we already seen the tap dancing that happened when um, I forgot the name of the uh, – I forgot the name of the coach what happened. But we've seen Lovey Smith tap dance. And a couple other, you know, tap dancing coaches that um, I can't remember the other guy's name. It was a couple of them. They'd be like, "Oh, okay, I know where y'all stand now. It's cool." And, and that's Colwell, Hugh Jackson. Who are you talking about? Yep, yep. Those, those names. I, those names exactly. Exactly. It's just like, "Oh, okay. Well, we're sitting here advocating for you guys to, you know, have chances and stuff, and y'all are tap dancing." And he's like, "Oh, no, master, right." And I'm like, oh, okay. That's when you just back up and shut up. Well, you can't put Caldwell on that list because he was fired. Peyton Manning goes down. They cut Peyton Manning. He goes what? I think he went two and fourteen. Yep. They basically suck for luck. Yep. And he got fired because he didn't have a quarterback. He goes to Detroit. Has a winning season in Detroit. He gets fired from Matt Patricia. And they do even worse under Matt Patricia. This is what I don't understand. Like Jim Caldwell, 
constantly gets the shit into the stick. And I hate it. You know, I hate seeing any coach get the shit into the stick. But Jim Caldwell was one. Uh, Marvin Lewis was another. Um, after a while, Lovey Smith, Lovey uh, Raheem Morris. I can go on and on and on and on. But something has to be done. It really does. Uh, next game up. This is for the boss, BJ. His Buffalo Bills. Seven point favorites over the Minnesota Vikings. Over under is 46 and a half. Josh Allen will start today, even though his elbow is acting up. Uh, go around the room. Hopefully, Lady C's got her connection issues going and she's good. Uh, we'll go solve the Midnight Rider, Lady C, and then the boss BJ wrap that thing up. <clears throat> um, I'm looking at this ball game and I think. I'm just a little bit curious because of the elbow issue. I wonder if this is going to be a situation where he's going to play part of the game or they're going to try to like shuffle him in and out and he's not going to get his normal snap count. Uh, for fantasy owners, that's probably going to hurt the value a little bit of Gabe Davis, uh, some of the ancillary guys, because I think Steph Diggs will still get his own or get his no matter what the process is. But the, the guys on the outside of that, might struggle. Um, in terms of the Vikings, I mean, we saw the Vikings last week up close and personal as they played the Commanders. I didn't see anything special, but I think they're going to get the luck of catching the Bills on the right week. So I, I'm actually going to take the Vikings with the plus seven, and I think this game is going to hit the under just because we don't know what the, the Bills QB is going to give us. Can we hear me? Am I? Yes. Can we see me? No. No. I'm not really too worried about being seen. I'm okay. I'm okay with not being seen. As long as I can be heard. Um, this game, you know, you got the Vikings and, and the Bills. I'm going to have to take the under with this. Uh, it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a good one. Um, to see what. You know, because I know we, we got Allen who's who's hurt-ish. You know, I saw how um, he got hurt last game. That's that's pretty pretty fucking serious. Like, I do shit like that, just sleeping. But he was actually being active. So I could just imagine how he's feeling um, and, and that recovery because, you know, everybody on there ain't, ain't spring chickens no more. So... Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the under with this. I think the Bills still gonna pull it out, so I'm gonna pull for the Bills. Uh, that's about it. BJ, what you got? Didn't I tell y'all last week the Jets was gonna give the Buffalo Bills problems? Didn't think they were gonna beat them. Get a rare game from Josh Allen. He just plays horrible, and unfortunately, in the process of that game, injures the elbow. So. I, I didn't think, you know, I, I hate this I hate this phrase, but the Bills are in a must-win game. If they lose this game, they fall back in the AFC East because they lost to the Jets and the Dolphins. So them two losses they have come in the division. So we're at a point now where the injuries are piling up. You know, Michael, of course, Michael Hyde out for the season. 
Jordan Poyer is not playing today. I know um, Tredavious White. Go Bills. Bye. See, I'm out. Somebody had a Buffalo Bills jersey on. That's what I'm talking about. Um, but it's, this is a must win. Josh Allen, after a bad game, comes back with a vengeance. And I expect him to win today. I don't know. I, I agree with the Midnight Rider. If if you need a fantasy pickup, Devin Singletary, Cook might be your guys, Hines, because they're going to get some, they should get some extra touches today. Um, it's like, as a fan, you know for them to win, Josh Allen has to play. But on the flip side, if he goes out there and completely hurts himself and is lost for the season, the season's lost. There is no making up. There is no quarterback behind him that can keep anything going that he's doing. Um, the Vikings, from what I saw last week, when they played the Commanders, yeah, they <laughs> very bad. They got they already have a bad defense. Uh, of course, they got Justin Jefferson and, and Cousins. I've always been high on Kirk Cousins. I know people, you know, really don't think he's too much anything, but he's at the end of the day, he's still a, a decent quarterback. Um, I got I got I got my Bills winning today just because of the mood Josh Allen's going to be in as far as as far as him playing bad last week. I think he's going to have a big game. If that elbow is decent, 80-90%, he, you know, he can throw, I think he's going to have a big game from Josh Allen. I mean, I got him in fantasy. I know KG got him in fantasy. We both need that. And the Bills have to win this game. They have to. They cannot drop another game. Um, you know, if they drop this game and Josh Allen's still healthy during the year, do they still make the playoffs? Yes. But, you know, this is a must-win game for Buffalo at home versus another uh, cream of the crop team because of the record. I don't think Minnesota is a, a, a good 7-1 team. I just think they, they've been lucky on the schedule. So... But we will see today. I, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game um, because of the Buffalo defense um, missing so many pieces. Um, if 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 Micah Hyde and Poirier were playing, I would take them to kind of shut down that passing. But with both of them missing and Tredavious White still not playing, I, I think you're going to get over and – I think the, the the Vikings are going to cover that that seven is being favored by the Bills, and it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a three or four point win. So you, you might be looking at a 30-34 type game, 31-30 type game, and I'll take my Bills today to pull it out. Here's the thing, and you said something I've been saying this for about a week now. They're saying the Vikings are not a real seven and one team philly's not a real eight no team and it's another team they saying that you know it's just the 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 joys of having that type of schedule and i i kind of sort of agree with that and one thing that you say that is absolutely right a lot of people weren't high on kirk cousins me i seen what kirk cousins did with minimal talent now he has some talent with adam thielen uh now he has tj hawkinson and 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 Justin Jefferson, and the boy is balling. This may be what needs to be done. So this may be good. This may be real good. Um, and the midnight rider, you say you got a question for the boss. Yeah, boss man. Um, 
this week or last week, the Washington Commanders kind of dominated the front four uh, or the front offensive line for the Minnesota Vikings. I know you guys have some ballers out there. Do you think your Tim Settles, your um, what's the guy Oliver from that you guys picked up, your interior defensive lineman, can they or will they be able to create havoc and kind of keep Minnesota off balance? Can, can can you repeat that? I'm I'm, I'm I apologize. I'm no, no, you're fine. I said so. Last week we watched the Commanders um, dominate the offensive line of the Minnesota Vikings. I know you guys have Vaughn Miller. Um, I know you have some other guys up front, Tim Settle, um, Ed Oliver, those guys. Do you think you guys can actually do enough damage up front to kind of hold this offense intact? That's that's our only course of action right now. Until until Tredavious White comes back and Jordan Poirier comes back healthy, we have we have to rely on the little bit of pass rush we got. Now, if you watch that game last week against the Jets, the Jets basically put up a brick wall. The Buffalo front was non-existent last week, and that includes Von Miller. Von Miller had a big play last week, finally got to Zach Wilson, strip sack, fumble, and then the Buffalo offense came and pissed it away. Um, I, I'm hoping Midnight Rider, that's the case. I'm really, because they, they have to have it. They don't have the big play secondary guys that, you know, like I said, you know, Jordan Poirier, high. Tredavious White should probably be back. I don't know if he's he's active this week. He should be at least active next week. But we all know, you know, he's he's been gone since the Saints game last season. It's going to take him four or five weeks to get in game shape. And this is, you know, we're talking about a guy that's primed that was a top five corner. So, I mean, he's for me, he's coming back at the perfect time. But if, if anything, if the Buffalo success today, yes, it, it, everything rides on Josh Allen every week. But that Buffalo front has to get to Kirk Cousins and has to disrupt them. Um, and, and big cat, big guy KG, like you said, we, you know, we've been talking about Kirk Cousins, and I know everybody, I know everybody, you know, makes fun of him. He can't win the big games. But if you go look back at his season stats every year, this guy's putting up numbers. And like KG just said, they just got him Hawkinson. They're going to work him into the offense. You know, Justin Jefferson. So if he gets in a rhythm and they can't get to him, it's going to be a long – that's why I think it's going to be a, a high-scoring game. I think um, – I'm not sure if Ed Oliver is still out or not. Uh, hold on a second. I'm going to yeah, – Gregory Russo is out. Poyer is out. So it looks like Ed Oliver is playing. Tremaine Edmonds is questionable. Here, Elam is doubtful, so he's not going to play. That's another blow in the Bills secondary. It's going to be a – guys, it's going to be a long day for that Buffalo defense. If Von Miller can come in today and be a superstar, and if you play Madden, you know what I'm talking about. When that X factor is lit up and there's nothing you can do, the guy just dominant. That's what we need from Von Miller today. If not, this is going to be an extremely high-scoring game because, like I said, the, the Vikings defense comes in – Bottom bottom seven in the league in defense as far as yards allowed per game. It's gonna be a long day for both teams. It's just I think it's one of them them games where the Buffalo crowd, the home field advantage, gets Buffalo that win. That's that's what I'm thinking. I can agree with that. Uh and speaking of Kirk Cousins stats, this man has thrown for 
4,000 yards every season he's been a starter except one, and that's 2019, which is his second season in um, Minnesota. He threw for 36.03, but he's thrown 4,000 yards every year. He has 34,000 yards right now on his uh, career. He's a stat machine, man, and if you're a fantasy guy, it's like – you, you don't care, you know, of course, fantasy, you don't care if the team wins or loses. You're just looking for stats. Kirk Cousin is a is a stat monster. It's like, and, and like you said, if you go back to his years in Washington, he had subpar talent. I mean, Jordan Reed at his prime was one of the best tight ends, but you're talking about the receivers. I'm like, he didn't have, you know, a, a, a top 10 receiver. He had some, you know, decent receivers, but they weren't like considered top 10 receivers. You know, you know, and now, now he finally gets Justin Jefferson. Now he, they get, like I said, they get him a TJ Hawkinson, and it's just gonna be more numbers for this guy. His problem is he can't win the big games right now, and we all know that's a, you know, it's just a, it's a thing, it's a mental thing. Go Bills! Like, well, no, I'm telling you, we deep, we deep, baby, we deep. Hold on, hold on, let me see, let me show you, let me show what I got on. See that? Hold on, I, I don't think I'm gonna get to the, the camera in time. Settings, cameras. I'm not gonna get to it in time. There you go. Got the solo layout. Yeah, yeah. I just somebody just walked past me in a Diggs jersey. The guy behind the counter had on a, a, a Bills jersey. We we out here deep, man. We out here deep. It's 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 Bills country everywhere. So just repping. Y'all lucky I don't have my Bills socks on and my Bills Air Force Ones. I, I'm look. I can go all out. Y'all keep messing with me. Long as you don't say let's ride, we good. Never, never. You hear me? Never. <laughs> Moving on to the next game. This is was a pick 'em a couple of hours ago. Uh, Saints versus Steelers. Steelers one point favorite. Um, over under thirty nine and a half. Uh, throw it around the room. I'm gonna say what I got to say on it anyway. Um, first, this is a game, but I see the Saints possibly winning this one, and Mike Tomlin might have his first losing season ever. So, Midnight Rider, what you got? Before I do that, I just want to give you a quick update on what we got going on in um, Germany, the Tampa Bay-Seattle game. Um, in the third quarter alone, there was a shotgun snap to Leonard Fournette, who's throwing a fade route to Tom Brady. I'm not lying to you. It was intercepted, of course, but Brady slipped on the play, tripped up the corner, uh, so they got a 15-yard pony off of that. Then they follow it up with the worst. Seattle runs the worst uh, QB draw I've ever seen in my life. And Geno Smith fumbles that while they're in the red zone. Tampa Bay recovers. And then after that, later on, the Tampa Bay running back, uh, White, I can't think of his first name, he throws a stiff arm on Diggs. It is in the... Um, King Henry um, Pantheon of Stiff Arms. Currently, the score is 14 to 3, and the Bucks are driving. That's the update. St. Steelers, minus one for the Steelers, over under 44 and a half. All numbers are brought to you by FanDuel. Um, I'm going to take this is our game. I hate this game because. The Steelers don't have Mika Fitzpatrick. I think um, T.J. Watt comes back today. But the Saints, I just can't figure the Saints team out. One week, 
It's um, Taysom Hill doing everything from selling popcorn, punching tickets, scoring touchdowns, punting, kicking. Um, and then the next week he just doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Uh, and it's very confusing to me. The Steelers haven't done anything this year to get Najee um, started up. We'll get him going. And it doesn't help that their passing game and their offense is limited. Um, by the way, Steelers, if these next eight, eight games for me don't work out with the Colts, I will be available after you fire Matt, Matt Canada. Um, but I think I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Tomlin and Tomlin I trust. So I'm going to take Tomlin with the minus one and a half. I mean, the minus one. And I think this game is going to accidentally hit the over because it'll be like a 2020 ball game. I mean, a 2023 type of ball game, the KG shootout. Pew, pew. Pew. Lady C? Uh, Yeah, no, I'm definitely going to have to uh, go with my Saints on this one. Very frustrated last week. Maybe they they had uh, Taysom punching tickets a little too long. Maybe he was doing he got caught up doing security. I don't know what what the fuck. Like he was on the field. Like I I saw him um, for a few plays, but he was just on the line. Uh, he I think he ran safety for for a couple of drives. I I don't know. What the fuck was going on last week? Um, but that 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 whole last week was very frustrating and full of bullshit. Um, if if bullshit was it was a thing, it would be that game last week. Um, but as far as this week, definitely gonna have to pull pull my uh pull for my Saints with this one. Um. I don't see what the what the Steelers are bringing to the table this this season. Uh, maybe they just bring in the chair, or but that that's it. Um, but the Saints still going through their their growing pains. We have a few out. Uh, Dalton, I know, is still going to be starting. Um, Jameis kind of needs to as as much as. As high hopes as I had for for Jameis, I think he kind of needs to slip into the backup, not necessarily the the starting spot. He just kind of needs to – they need to flip-flop that because it seems to flow a lot better with, with Dalton at the helm um, because it, there's, there's more of a, a build around Dalton. Because they know he's gonna, you know, they know where he's gonna be. They know, they know where to be with Dawson. With Jameis, it's like, okay, is he throwing to me? Is he not? Did he read the playbook this weekend? Like, what the hell? Um, but I'm definitely gonna take the over on this one. I don't think it's gonna be that close of a game. It's not gonna be that that shootout. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna have to take I'm gonna have to take my Saints in this one. I don't see us losing. I don't see anything going on like the bullshit last week. If it is, it's gonna be a very long ride back for me. So I don't know. 
Uh, BJ, what you got? This is another one of them games where it's just like a, you got to flip the coin 10 times and whatever percentage is the best, you kind of got to go with that. TJ Watt coming back is huge for Pittsburgh because he is an absolute game changer. He is a somebody that can change the position on the field with one play. Um, now, you know, him coming back after missing the time he's missed, you don't know. I'm pretty sure he, you know, I don't, I don't feel like he's has kept himself in game shape. It was a upper body injury and not a leg injury. So you can still, you know, run and, and, and do certain things uh, versus, you know, Achilles or MCL. You can't do anything until that, you know, gets better. I think he's going to be a difference today. I really think they do it as, as, as anemic as the Pittsburgh offense is. Um, Kenny Pickett, like in little flashes at times. And that's something I meant to bring up last week. If you watched Zach Wilson last week against the Bills, I kind of they kind of raised the eyebrow like this 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 boy can throw. He's starting to you know get it a little bit. Um, and, you know Kenny Pickett's in his rookie season, but Pittsburgh got to run the ball. They have to get the back and ball. They they really they they have to run the ball. Um, and I I really think this is going to be one of those low scoring games. Not even a KG shootout. I think this is going to be like a a 10-13 type of game. Both both offenses are, are horrible. Um, I think it's going to be one of them T.J. Watt strip sack fumbles, and if, if Pittsburgh can get it and pick it up and run it in, or or at least you know have field position, you know to 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 try to score. I think that's what's going to 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 propel them over the Saints today. Like I said, 13-10. 13-9, you know, 11-9. It's gonna be one. I think it's gonna be one of those type games. Um, as far as Taysom Hill goes, I just don't think they use him right. And like, like the Midnight Rider said, he comes in one week and he is running all over the place, and and you know, you're like, man, why isn't this guy starting? And then he's gone for six weeks, and like, is he hurt or then he's just not playing? And he's just sitting there. I think if he was with, and I know I milked Kyle Shanahan's nipples hard but i think if he was with somebody like kyle shanahan i'm telling you that would be a a monster you hear me that would be a monster just his running ability alone you know is 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 golden i i just think the saints are underusing him i'll say this the saints got weapons but they're trying to it's like sometimes it looks like they're trying to be Drew Brees led Saints. And if you've listened to this show over the time that we've done it, you know how I felt about Drew Brees and the Saints because nearly every week I pick the Saints. <laughs> Don't worry, BJ will be getting a call about the whole Kyle Shanahan and nipples thing. Um, but uh I every week I pick the Saints, and this week. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think I picked the Saints again, and I, but I just I'm nervous because I want the Saints to show up. That's what I really want. I want the Saints to show up, but they they have to show up and play ball because this is a win. But I picked the Saints in this one too. Um, but I think it's gonna be, you know, a defensive battle, a defensive shootout. So give it to me, ten to nine, the Saints. So, 
<laughs> Midnight Rider said he wasn't offended. The game of the four o'clock frame, Cowboys versus Packers. This is something that runs deep back to the 60s. Uh, NFL championship games. Um, man, the Ice Bowl. Uh the 90s, Green Bay and Dallas fighting for in, in the playoffs, uh, NFC championship games, and uh, you could throw San Francisco in that mix, but this is a actual rivalry. But here we are looking at it. The Packers are three and six right now. The Cowboys are six and two. Uh, no Ezekiel Elliott today. He is out with a knee injury, so that means Tony Pollard is going to get majority of the carries, which is okay because that's good. That's good. Um, Cowboys three and a half point favorites over under is 44 and a half. Uh, we already know what Lady C gonna say. So when you get to her, you'll know. But uh Midnight Rider, what you got? I don't see how Green Bay makes this competitive. Uh looking from the last couple of weeks, just watching this offense, they're without Dobbs. Uh, I think they're without one of the running backs. Somebody may have to double check that for me. Uh, but this team is just it's it's pitiful watching them try to make offensive plays. And I know Lady C is gonna say it's Aaron freaking Rodgers, but right now Aaron freaking Rodgers is playing like Aaron Jackson or Aaron Jones or whoever. He ain't it ain't Aaron Rodgers. That ain't the A-Rod I know. So um Maybe he's still pumped up on that psychedelic he took, and he's dreaming he Aaron Rodgers, but he ain't that guy right now. The Cowboys are lucky. The Cowboys are lucky because Zeke Elliott is hurt, and now it no longer hamstrings them and not allow them to play Tony Pollard, the best running back on this ball club. It's very simple. It's cut and dry. You're a best runner, Tony Pollard. Defensively, this defense gets after like nobody's business. And they're going to get after A-Rod today. And that's why I don't see this being a close ball game. Um, I'm, let me go back up to get the number. 44 and a half over. Because the Cowboys going to have 44 by themselves. So as long as Green Bay get their field goal or whatever, because they're not moving the ball. And I'm definitely taking the Cowboys in the minus three and a half. It should be minus 10. It should be minus 20. There's nothing that A-Rod has shown me in the last two weeks to make me think otherwise. You can put, um, what's the name? What's the kid, Love? You can put Love in the ballgame. It won't be any better. It's going to be the same pitiful offense we've seen for weeks now. Sorry, Lady C. I'll pass it to you. You know, for someone who is so easily offended these days, always calling HR and everything, they, they, no, I, I don't call always you. have a lot of, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. DHR. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I, you know, I ain't, ain't going to pimp you out this time. Um, But this is Aaron freaking Rodgers. Of course, it is Aaron freaking Rodgers. Everybody, he ain't going to have a good season every damn season. Like, y'all, but damn, like... I don't know, maybe he's not getting it off like he's supposed to or like he needs to, to get it off before the game. Um, but it, it is Aaron freaking Rodgers. 
Now, what needs to happen is Aaron needs to get the ball more. The other Aaron. The other Aaron. I forget this young man's uh, last name, but yeah, he needs to get the ball more. Jones. Aaron freaking Jones needs to get the goddamn ball a little bit more. Uh, and then we could go back to it's Aaron freaking Rodgers because it's still going to be Aaron freaking Rodgers. And he's, he's being Aaron what the fuck Rodgers right now, but he's still in my book, in my heart. He's still always going to be Aaron freaking Rodgers. Um, but how the how the other anywho anywhore I'm going to have to take Dallas in this. I hate to say it. Oh, I hate to say it. But definitely gonna have to take Dallas in this one. Um Dak Rush. See what they're they can go out there and play. This will be their game today. Um, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure Dak is starting. Um, so he'll do his his uh, typical third quarter choke. And, you know, Rush will come in and carry it on out. I don't see this being a blowout. They're going to get more than just a damn field goal, um, Mr. Play Caller. They're going to get more than just a couple of field goals here and there. Um, but it's not going to be a knockdown drag out, a blowout. It's, it's not going to be that. But, uh, what, what was the, uh, over under in this one? I forget. The over under was 44 and a half. I'm going to take down Dennis. Dallas, but I'm gonna take the under. I don't think it's gonna be gonna be that 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 much. Uh, BJ, what you got? I want to know. We we've all been watching Aaron Rodgers stink up the joint this year, and so is Vegas. I want to know what they saw to only put this game at three and a half in favor of the Cowboys. And I'm not, I'm, I'm with the Midnight Rider. Like, why isn't this 14? Why isn't this 13 points? What does Vegas know that we don't know? Because, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been stinking up to join. According to him, it's everybody else's fault except his. You know, and I say it all the time. Tom Brady's proven it. You have no-name receivers. You make them as a quarterback. Go look at Brady's earlier in his career and the, the receivers he won with. He didn't know those guys' names until until Brady started becoming Brady. You know, David Patton's of the world. Like, I make your receivers better, dude. I'm starting really not to like Aaron Rodgers. He's becoming quite the crybaby. I don't understand. Like, I got Dallas by a million today. You still got Micah Parsons on the other side that's going to hound Aaron Rodgers all day. They haven't proven they can protect him. Nobody can catch the ball. Midnight Rider made a really good point. Your best, your best runner is starting today. Zeke is finished. Zeke's finished. That's there's no other way to say it. he's finished. 
Don't know what happened to him over the last couple of years. Don't know if he's hurt. Whatever the case is, he's finished. As soon as his contract up, they're going to put him on a bus and do what the, the governor of Texas did, send the immigrants. They're going to send him to the White House and drop him off. And yeah, good luck. And be on your way. I got. With ZK talking, and got two fights. Say it again. With Zeke, his his halted and got too tight, so he can't play. Because that might be it. Around the nipple is. And and that might be it. Off um, but I got I got the Cowboys by at least two touchdowns today. I don't see that. I don't see what. Uh, maybe maybe Vegas, like I said, maybe Vegas knows the inside stuff. Maybe they sent a couple checks out to the referees and say, hey, we need to you know. We need Dallas, uh, Green Bay to cover this today. I don't, I don't know, but we'll see. But Dallas by a million today. To be quite honest, you sound like Davy Ruffin. You know, all I, all I need you to do is jump out of a tree and say Dallas by one hundred sixty-seven to zero. That's that. That's who you sound like. You sound like Davy Ruffin. Dallas by a million. Hey, but, but uh, you know what? Like I said, look who they're playing. This team hasn't done anything. They haven't done anything. At all. So I don't know why the point, like, you know, even if the, the point total was seven or eight, I'd be okay with that. But three and a half? Like, you talking about what, is Devontae Adams suiting up for Green Bay today? Like, what, like I said, what does Vegas know that we don't know? Vegas is playing the weather game. So you're in Green Bay. So technically, you, so, all right, so let's break it down Vegas style real quick. It's minus three and a half for Dallas, which means Vegas is really seeing this as minus six or minus seven but because you're in green bay and you get three points for being home that's why you're only at minus three and a half if that makes sense you're taking away three points from what, what the normal spread would be the other part of this is you know dallas is better on heavy so you're going to give them a number that's over a field goal and it's going to make it interesting make it a touchdown kind of ball game so that way the sharp money or the money comes in on dallas and it'll be offset by the packers money so it's kind of a it's a weird thing they do in Vegas. They they put it sometimes to make you bet the, the number up or to push the number down. And the Seahawks have scored. It's 21-9 now. Don't 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 seem like it's really much of a game, but it's 21 to 9 now. Uh we got two more games on the slate, so let's run through these really, really fast. Uh, first up, Chargers at 49ers, which is in the four o'clock frame yet again. Uh, Chargers are seven. I'm sorry, 49ers are seven and a half point favorite over under is 44 and a half. Um, oh, backtrack real quick with the Cowboys. I got the Cowboys winning this because MPP, the Michael Parsons problem. Shocker. I know I shouldn't have said nothing. I should have just went past and just kept going. But Dallas will win this by at least 21. Anywho, um, <laughs> charges by 40. Uh, charges and for oh man, charges by 49, maybe. Uh Battle of California over under 45 and a half. Uh what you got, Midnight Rider? Battle of the Bosa Brothers. Um, I think San Diego's gonna do what San Diego does. I mean, not San Diego, Los Angeles. Is going to do what Los Angeles does, and that's just underachieve. Um, right now, their best receiver has been Josh Palmer. They get the ball to the mighty midget Austin Eckler a lot, but 
I think San Fran with McCaffrey and Debo and company, it's just going to be too much, and the pass rush is going to be too much. Uh, and this is going to be San Fran. I think San Fran is going to cover and take the over. So I would go San Fran minus the seven and a half, and then the over 45 and a half, because the points will be scored this week. Lady C? Um, we're actually watching this game. Have we have we been paying attention? Um, to these guys playing like San Francisco? You know, just because looking at their looking at their stats, like Los Angeles, I really haven't paid attention to them too much. But to know that they're that they're uh, being Los Angeles, they're they're doing what they do, which is a shitty, shitty job, as always. Uh, you know, they have their little breakout season, but ever since then, it's just been on a downfall. Um, but, yeah, I'm pulling everything for Los Angeles with this one. I mean, not, uh, shit, San Francisco. So, that's it. That's all. Everybody for the Chargers uh, is out today. I don't know, like, you know, Mike Williams, um, what's the boy name? Um, and Keenan Allen out. So that's, that's, that's 70% of the offense right there gone. Real quick and dirty. I'm going to take the 49ers today, even though Justin Herbert's a dog. I love Justin Herbert, but I, I don't think they can overcome Missing two weapons. Give me the uh, 49ers covering. What was it? Seven and a half. Give me. They gonna. Co- I think they're gonna cover that. I'm gonna take the Niners with this one. Uh, not because I don't believe in the Chargers. Just that I'm gonna take the Niners because I'm smart, and I know what smart football is, and you don't bet against Kyle Shanahan. So. Uh, he has a new weapon that he's using very, very well as well. So last but not least, the Commanders take on the Eagles on Monday night. Uh, yep, you know we do. Left hand up. Who are we? The Commanders. Every week. Every week. I got to do it. And that song is blowing up. If you have not heard the Commander song by DJ O. Goody, and Big Five Seven, please go check that out on YouTube, Apple Music, uh, Spotify. It's everywhere, and it it is blowing up to the point that they're playing it in the stadium. Finally, they played it in the stadium uh, last week. Um, they've been making the rounds on TV, uh, radio, everything, and then on top of that, we got a remix coming. So, and uh, Darren Haynes even spit some fire to it. He got in the booth and spit some fire to us. So, yeah, they doing real good. But this one right here, this game ain't ain't looking too good. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are 10.5-point favorites at home, and the over-under is 43.5. Now, I said this before we got on air, and I'll say it again. I just hope this doesn't turn into another Monday Night Massacre. So, uh, Midnight Rider, what you got? So... To go off of your Darren Haynes thing, he actually does a drop. 
he did a drop this week with Grant and Danny on 106.7. And at the end of his drop, he said, left hand up, who are we? So I figured you would get some love or entertainment out of that. Um, to this game, I think it's real simple. I think Washington has to actually go with an old school. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. Low hanging few. It's got to be a caveman ball game. We got to be Neanderthals. We got to. We don't have to go looking for a hero because somebody's the person that's going to be the hero is going to be Brian Johnson and Antonio Gibson. That's the only way this team wins this ball game is they run the ball, run the ball, and set up the pass. They have to make it a manhood issue, um, and get this ball game going that way. And that's and, and that's the only way this becomes competitive because Washington and Taylor Haneke has only has always showed us. That once you get to 17, that's it. That's all he got. He done shot all his bullets out of his gun. You know what I'm saying? His bullet don't go. It go pat. So that pat is 17 points. So unless they can keep Philly under 17, it's no contest. Simplest way I can put it. <laughs> if I got to do the picks, I'm taking Philly to 10 and a half. And I'm taking it over because Philly's going to at least score 30. <laughs> By themselves. So. Stop shooting that little motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Lady C. No, this, this is hard because I don't know where I'm I don't know where I'm sleeping tonight. Um if I say the wrong thing. Um but uh I'm gonna have to take the Eagles in this one. Uh them Eagles gonna fly. Uh, as they pretty much always have, um, you know, whenever it comes down to the commanders, like, I'm not sure of the record, uh, but I believe the Eagles are, you know, leading, uh, with that, with that matchup, but, uh, not to take the Eagles in this one, take the over, because, I mean, then they're at home, so, that's an extra boost of, of confidence, com- uh, energy, and and everything uh, that goes with that. Commanders, y'all gonna have to put that left hand down tonight, uh, one, uh, Monday night. So I see it being a Monday night massacre. I really do. I don't see it. I just see it being an easy win for. For Philly. Let me take the over. Everything's a Philly. BJ? I think this is going to be dubbed the Sunday massacre. I just don't see any, any, you're calculating, even at the computer, you calculate me 100 scenarios. Out of those 100 scenarios, the Eagles win 100 times. Um, I just don't see. This this is one of them games that, you know, you get pressure from the public to fire the coach. This is, I think this is going to be a very, very bad game for the commanders today. I think this is going to be an Eagles stat game. I just don't see they – don't, they don't have the defense, not especially in the secondary, to, to contend with the Eagles. You know, um, we say – we've been saying for the last two or three years, and they, don't get me wrong, John Allen is a dog. But, you know, it's, it's, it's the other guys. You know, I know they're missing Chase Young. The other guys barely show up at times. And 
Now I won't put Montez Sweat in there because he he plays plays pretty good, but it's everybody else. Nobody shows up, you know. Um, I think this is going to be a, a Eagles where they score like 40 points and just are just toying with the Commanders at a certain point in the game. And this is this is a upper echelon team. They proved it. I think this is going to be one of those things where these Heineke mistakes and turnovers are going to go turn into Eagle points quick, fast, and in a hurry. And you might see Jalen Hurts them taking how in the late in the third quarter, fourth quarter, because it's so bad. I think this is going to be like a maybe. I don't, I don't know if the Commander scored touchdown today. I, I really don't. I, I think it's going to be you know field goal city. And, and I say that because this is another anemic offense. You know, you you. You're, you can't be Taylor Heineke throwing up prayers against this defense. You just can't do it. And it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite them in the butt today. I think this is going to also be the game where it's going to be so bad where they're going to have to start Carson Wentz when he's ready to go. So give me the Eagles by at least 30 points. It's crazy you say that because <clears throat> I'm, 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 I got to – I was sitting here and I was pulling up some things. Uh, the Commanders lead the all-time series of this rivalry. 88, 88 wins, 83 losses, six ties. Washington has won five NFL championships, including three Super Bowls, while the Eagles have won four NFL championships and one Super Bowl. The teams met once in the, in the playoffs in which the Redskins at the time Avenged a body bag game by defeating the Eagles 20 to 6 in the 1990 NFC wildcard round. Then we go over to this season. You talk about how dominant this Eagles team is. I'm not taking anything from them. Week one, they struggled with the Lions, but won it 38-35. They beat the Vikings handily 24 to 7. They beat Washington in the first matchup 24 to 8. 29-21 win over the, the Jaguars. 20-17 win over the Cardinals. 26-17 win over the Cowboys. They beat the Steelers 35-13. And they beat the Texans 29-17. Now, here we are tomorrow night. They're facing a commander's team that's not the same commander's team that they seen in week three. Okay? Here's the problem. And I, I don't want to seem like I'm just delusional. This defense is a different defense than they seen in week three. This defense is more hungry. This defense is more attacking. That's the best part of this team right now because the defense has come together as a whole. Now, they do have their slip-ups. St. Juice gets called for a lot of penalties, and I think 45 to 50% of them ain't even him. They just want to throw the flag. I'm taking Washington in this game, and I'll tell you why. Philly has shown that if they stumble, you got to finish them. Boxing reference. If you stumble, I got to finish you. Joe Lewis, one of the best finishes. They said if Joe Lewis saw his cat stumble, he would finish it. We have to finish Philly when they stumble, and they will stumble. Tomorrow night. We will get a win on Monday Night Football. It won't be a pretty win. It's going to be an ugly win, and I will love that. And you're goddamn right, Ben, because then we will come in on Tuesday 
Left hand up. Oh my Ooh, God. This, this game is this game is on Monday night. Yes, it's the Monday night football game. Oh my God. Oh my God. This, I, I think this look. is where I think this game is gonna uh cause the NFL to look at installing the uh implementing the, the mercy law, the mercy rule. With how many yeah, points I, you can score before the game is I over just, with. I just, I, I just don't I don't see the same team the big guy KG sees. I see a team that is tired of Ron Rivera's voice and, and it's not Ron Ron's fault. The team the, the organization as a whole is just going through so much. It's so much uncertainty. And I think you, when you watch some of these guys on the field, you know, they just don't have that fire that you see with team with good teams. They just don't have it and you know it's something we've been saying for the last, well, I've been saying for the last two seasons, um, you know, Ron Rivera, you know, being loyal to Jack Del Rio to a fault, he should have been gone. Um, it's just, I don't, I don't see them having an answer for Philly. You know, A.J. Brown, you know, that secondary is going to get toasted, the whole secondary. Toasted, roasted. You can pick your spread to put on the bread. And you can cut, you can trim the edges off the bread if you want to, however you want. The Philly is going to eat lunch. Philly's going to eat lunch. And then either they're playing the commanders. What's higher than the commander? General? Man, they're going to be the general tomorrow. They're going to drag them motherfuckers through the mud. Um, now, see, my way to shut down AJ Brown is different from everybody else's. I'm old school. First play. AJ Brown come across the middle. I'm laying him the fuck out. I'll take the penalty. I'll start taking your weapons out one by one. Then I'll ask you, y'all need some more body bags? I still hold fucking anger over that. And that's been 32 years, and I still hold anger over that body bag game. I really do. Every time we play Philly, I want Philly players to go down hurt. I want them to get smacked across the middle. I want to be able to ask you, do y'all need some more body bags? That's what I want to ask you. This defense, this defense is going to turn their, their, their play in the points. And we got to start walking away with seven instead of three. And I think it can happen. I think Philly is where you turn it around and you see a little bit more flash. And I don't mean for like, oh, well, you see it for a quarter and a half or two. And I think this is where they play their, their complete game of the season, their first complete game of the season. That's just my thought. So uh, any final thoughts before we roll up out of here? Because we are at the 12-15 mark. So. All I got to say is since, you know, the NFL owners feel like they can just hire anybody. Once Ron Rivera is, is let go, I would like to put my name in that hat. I already got my – my coaching staff together. I think we, we can put some things together and, and and get on the field. You know, unfortunately, Midnight Rider already took a job, so I'm gonna have to fill another position. So, you know, I got my coaching staff minus one. Somebody already got a job, but you know, I think we can rock and roll once once uh once uh Ron Rivera gets the boot. All I'm saying, expected the big day for Michael Pittman. Um, I got some inside information. I know the play caller very well. We're going to look for Michael Pittman today. 
Yeah, Saints about to thump them Steelers today. So, uh, and KD, I'm going to need you to go ahead and, and wake up with this game. I'm definitely um, expecting Goodell to go to sit down with everyone at, at the round table to implement this mercy rule uh, like they do in Little League. I am awake. I am alive. <clears throat> Pretty sure I'll be sleeping on the couch tonight, but hey, it is what it is. It happens. Got to know which side your boy is buttered on. <clears throat> so, uh, as of right now, two minutes left in the game over in Germany is 21-16. Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the Seahawks. As of right now, uh, Geno Smith that came through in fantasy for me because he has to start in place of Lamar Jackson, who's on by this week. But make sure you set your fantasy lineups, the rest of them. Uh, make sure you get your picks in, everybody. Uh, but until possibly Tuesday, we are the sideline junkies. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace.